Hello everyone, this is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to the show. I hope you have a great day and a great night, wherever you are in the world and wherever the time that you're listening to it. I'm very excited today because I have a special guest and a, and a dear friend, George Hazard. Today on the show, we're going to talk about his life, lessons learned, and new opportunities that are coming our way. Hey, George. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, or whatever. Or wherever we are in the world. <laughs> wherever we are in the world. So thank you for coming. It's a pleasure thank to you. have you in the studio and record with you. Uh, George, tell us who you are. How did you become George? And what's going on in your world? How did I become George? Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking back. You know, I graduated the University of Maryland way back, way back 1972. <laughs> Well, it's not that bad. <laughs> I, got a, I got a degree in microbiology, but then I worked, would you believe I worked in a virus lab for eight years, growing human heart, what? kidneys, I, I cannot <laughs> believe it. But, you know, it was in bottles, so it wasn't really the actual heart. It was heart tissue. Mm -hmm. But we grew our viruses in this, mm -hmm. that medium, if you will. Uh, the viruses, is that for research purposes? Yes. What, what was, what was we the nature of the work? We did all the viruses of childhood disease. So mumps, measles, uh, chicken pox, herpes, anything a child could get. Mm -hmm. We tested it and, and actually grew the virus. Inside the heart tissue? Yes. Inside the lungs? Or whatever oh. it would grow in. Sometimes it might be uh, fertilized eggs. Wow. So, sometimes... So what happened? So why did you leave that field, and where did you go next? Well, I got recruited to go work for a medical laboratory as a salesman. Mm -hmm. So I moved out to Montana and worked out there for oh a number of years before my boss left the company mm -hmm. and started his own lab, and I followed him off to Hawaii. Hawaii? <laughs> yes. Okay. So worked three years in Hawaii. Then my boss started another laboratory, and I followed him over back to Montana, where he started. A, Another laboratory. Isn't it interesting that we follow people that we truly admire? Yeah. Isn't that... Isn't that um, so it's not like... You, sometimes it's been said that people leave jobs because of their boss. Well, yeah. I left jobs because of my boss. I followed him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it was a little different. Right. Well, you probably learned a lot from... Oh, yeah. Is that... Is it was that a mentorship. It was a mentorship. Anyway. Was it a her or a him? Him. It was a him. Okay. And uh, what did you learn? What are the things that have imprinted in your heart, in your mind, some of the lessons? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded. At one time, you know, I had to call on doctors. So I, sometimes he would come along with me. And I remember one time in Bozeman, Montana, we sat down in front of a doctor who was not just a doctor, but he was also a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> a doctor and a lawyer. Yeah. It, the double, and double, so double I, We sit down okay. in the office, and my boss is sitting right next to me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to say to this guy, mm -hmm. you know, to try to convince him to use us. Mm -hmm. And I look at my boss, and he says, it's your sales call. You do it. Right. <laughs> he right. says this right in front of the doctor. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and so I, it's, he's there as a guide, but not to lead me. You know, he's he's more of a to push me in the right direction, mm -hmm. and not to. And so through the years, it's what we did as we went over to the Hawaii and started calling on companies and doctors and hospitals and mm -hmm. same thing. What, really good. What in your work as a salesperson, as a salesman, right? Um, what are the things that were the biggest challenges for you, and how did you 
create solutions to overcome them. I got another story if you don't mind. Yes, yes. Uh, one time, you know, I, I had Montana. I had Montana, Wyoming, North and South Dakota as my That's territory. That's huge territory. Yeah, huge. But I operated out of Billings, Montana, mm -hmm. and I, and I went all the way over to Missoula, Montana, which was oh, six hours away. Mm -hmm. So it, Montana's a big state. It's big. It's a huge. Uh, but. We had doctors mailing their lab samples into us, mm -hmm. so they would have to go to the post office each night. Mm -hmm. But we did it in such a way that we would get the the lab samples in overnight, get them tested, and back to the doctor the next day. But in western Montana, in Missoula, another lab came in from Seattle and put in a courier and took every one of my customers. I lost hmm. them all. Courier. Uh, so uh, uh, someone to walk okay. into the doctor's office, pick up the lab sample, and, and take it. Uh -huh. Yeah, and I, I lost all of Missoula. Right. My and at that time I was doing like two hundred. No, I was doing ninety thousand dollars of business a month, and it was costing me ten thousand dollars in logistics to cover all these four states. Right. My boss said, "Do whatever you got to do to save the business." So I put in couriers everywhere, everywhere. Well, you, you mean every town? Every town I could find a courier, I put a courier. Okay. You know, it might have been somebody that delivers newspapers or some, just different ways. You look for every... You, you found a way. Yeah. You found a way. But our sales went from $90,000 a month mm -hmm. to $250,000 a month in like a three-month span. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, my, my logistics went up. It went up right. from, I think, 10000 to 30000 a month. Right. But 250000 all of a sudden. I'm <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So, But you do whatever you got to do. You got to think outside the box. And, absolutely. Yeah. And I, when you're given free reins to do it. <laughs> yeah, when you're given uh, trust, right? Yeah. When you're given trust from your mentor, from your leader, to do whatever it takes. And I agree yeah. with that. And we forget sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, to do whatever it takes. Uh, a lot of things. Oh, okay. I'm satisfied with this, with the situation. I'm okay with it. Where's my drink <laughs> order? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. You can't be complacent. You gotta just be on the edge. And yeah. Talk about that. Talk, talk about being complacent, being on the edge. Um, just before the interview, you talked about your career in sports. Yes, right? that's right. Talk I about that. I started a long, long time ago playing softball. So, I don't know if you heard but, or knew it, but 30 million people play softball every year. I don't know that. Yeah. did not know that. So, I played softball for many years, and uh, I, I learned how to hit the ball very well. And, uh, and we played from team to team. So, in sports, I think sports are vital. I really do. Because there's so many lessons to be learned in sports, from not just sportsmanship, but how to play the game or... Or how to, when I say to play the game, when you go over to work, you're doing the same thing at work. It's how to play that game. Mm -hmm. When we're in Toastmasters, how to run a contest. It's all the similar, how to play the game and how to approach it. And in sports, there's so many times and when things come up and you're just able to. Well, tell us a story. All right. Yeah, okay. I, I got got tell us a story. Oh, let's see. I remember losing a game, mm -hmm. 36 to 6. We were getting stomped. And I, one time I get up the bat and the umpire says, you're having a good time, aren't you? Because <laughs> I was an outfielder. I'm right. chasing all these fly balls. 
And I was. I was having the time of my life while losing. How can you do that? <laughs> Tell me, how can you do that? You can, because it's when the... you're giving your best, when you're doing your all, win or lose, you've done a good job. And you feel good. Oh, yeah. And you feel good. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, George, I love this. I love what you're sharing with us. The other major reason I wanted you to come and speak brave with us mm -hmm. is that you have this philosophy of life or a view of life where you have told me before and I feel it every time I see you and mm -hmm. interact with others. And this philosophy of life is your word is your bond. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit and why is that so important to you? And how do you see it? And how? Because um, I see you do it. All right. You know, I, I'm full of stories. Yes. I guess. Because yeah. I, I think I was telling you earlier that I had uh, I ran an employment agency from 2000 to 2015, and during that time, I had 12,000 employees. Was it your own thousand. business? No, I was a branch of a, a large corporation, mm -hmm. and we had 600 branches across the country. Mm -hmm. But I had many, many people who would say, yes, I'll be here tomorrow. Now, I put them on a job today, and they, and they say, oh, they want you back tomorrow. You be here. I'll be here. I'll be here. And time after time after time, they, 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 they don't show up. You never, sometimes you never see them again. Sometimes they show up three weeks later and say, where were you? And they'll say, oh, my cat died. And I go, what, three weeks? And what you're still happened? mourning your cat? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I see the opposite happen so many times that you really need to do what you say you're going to do over and over. You know, I had to be at the front door to unlock that door for almost uh, that entire time at 5.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I would still have 20, 30 people waiting at the door when I got there. To get to try to get jobs? Yes. So but those people were... I had to be there. My I'll, I had to be there every day. My word was my bond. And I had people waiting on me. And, and others, individuals, need to realize that they're part of a, a larger thing. When they say they're going to be there, they really need to to keep that word and, and be there, you know. Why do you think this is this? We're going to talk freely on this, and as mm -hmm. we always are. Why do you think this is? Do you think that complacency is so rampant in the United States, maybe in the world? Do you think that we as people are just uh, babying ourselves too much, or we give up on ourselves too easily? What do you think is the really is the heart of the matter here? It could be distraction, where you might have a too many. Th it could be a number of reasons. I'm thinking you got so many things on your plate that, that you can't do it. Or, and in fact, the people that I cared for, if you will, put to work, mm -hmm. were from a had a tougher slice of life, you know, and so their thinking was different. You know, I mentioned cat died. That really did happen. You know, where I had somebody not come back because their cat died. and they, So if something happens in their life, if their spouse or significant other, if they run out of gas or they can't go to work, then the other person can't go to work. So there's many different reasons where I found that people don't keep their word. Yeah. You know, where 
something else supersedes it. Do you also think that um, th- this epidemic, right, of not mm-hmm. keeping your word, uh, not following through, is that maybe just from internal self-doubt where you want to say something in the moment, say, okay, I'll be there, I'll do this, but then never happens. Yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Is this- I think so. We still see it in Toastmasters even. We do. We, we, we do, where you expect 20 people to show up and then... Uh, it never happens. With, you get 10. You go, yeah. what happened? Right. So I think it's life. You know, where people are on different paths. And, and I mentioned that earlier where I see people have chosen paths. And sometimes those ch- paths are immediate where they, they choose to go down this, this way or, or another way. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen. Yeah. I, had, I had a lady who's who slept or lived in her car for 18 years. And I go, her name was Anna. I go, Anna, why? Because I like living in my car. Hmm. What a path. But That's the path, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah. what, what are the lessons that we can use for us? Or for the listeners that respect the path of the other person? Yeah, you, you can't, I, no way to change Anna's mind. Her yeah. mind, her path was set by her, and there's no, no getting out of it. Right. Uh, but for ourselves, if we have the chance to choose our own path, we all do. Mm-hmm. So we can choose what way we want to go. And when we get up in the morning or it, I, I don't know if you're the one. It's, some people don't like New Year's resolutions. I don't. I do. Well, I have a different method. I call them yeah. goals. Okay. And my children and I have been setting our goals since 1989. We sat down with them. Okay. When they're little kids, you know, one, not to pick up my, my big sister so much. <laughs> or, yeah, right, right, But right. as they matured, then their goals got more serious, more involved. And all four of my children turned out to be great children. Yes. They really did. Yes. It's, it's, it's a big deal, right? Yeah. You spend a lot of time nurturing and educating and uh, investing yourself to make sure that um, your children do well. But if you set your goals, you're setting your path, is what I'm trying to say. Set your goals, set your path. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This may be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe uh, your word is your bond. Yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much. So your, your, your goals set your path. Is that? Yeah. Right. They well, do. Yeah. They do. Okay. Very good. Uh, George, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you? If somebody wants to work with you or um, ask to be in collaboration with you or just uh, learn more about you and all the um, amazing stories you have. Oh, thank you. Uh, easy to get hold of me. I have an easy Gmail address. Mm-hmm. George Hazard. H-A-Z-Z-A-R-D mm-hmm. at gmail.com. There you, there you have it, folks. Uh, George Hazard, H-A-Z-Z-A-R-D at gmail.com. Correct. I would recommend reach out to George. Just say thanks for being on the episode. He's a wonderful human being, and you can learn a lot from him. And as I have, thank you. I learned a lot from you by your actions, by your doing, uh, observing you, and learning. So thank you for being with us here mm-hmm. today. Um, everyone, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, like, rate, review, feedback. I need it all. I love it all. And I hope you don't forget to speak brave. See you next time.